styling to stay or sell with Peony and Silk. Curate a space that will whisper, welcome home. As they walk through the door, peonyandsilk.com.au. With over 10 years' experience in property styling and interior styling, Catherine Herity is the owner and creative director of The Stables. Her passion for styling is evident as she breathes life into every project with smart, simplistic styling solutions. She creates spaces that have a sense of light and warmth and places importance on lasting interiors that will become part of her client's story at home. Known for her soft, muted colour palette, Catherine focuses on clean lines and natural light. She seamlessly adapts to many styles to assist her clients reaching their design goals, but her love of classic modern Australian and coastal styling is evident in her extensive portfolio. Proving neutrals to be anything but boring, she makes the most of natural materials by laying texture and patterns to add depth and warmth to each and every room. For Catherine, the stables is about blurring the lines between work and light. She has created the type of lifestyle she desires. She's able to satisfy her creativity and also her love for spending time with her family. Never overlooking smaller details, Catherine works closely with her clients to create beautiful, timeless spaces. Thank you so much for joining us, Catherine, on the Styling to Stay or Sell podcast. You're really well known for using a lot of white and a muted colour palette. And we've got you to talk on today to talk about styling white and white. Mm-hmm. But first, when did you start the stables? I started the stables about four years ago. So as you said in the intro, I had a property styling company for about 10 years yeah. um, called Bowerbird Interiors. And then I sold yeah. that and I, I gave myself about a two-week break. Yeah. <laughs> a two-week break in between that and starting the stables. And it just kind of evolved. I just sort of started, you know, shooting things in my own house and, you know, I'm a stylist yeah. and designer and, and it just kind of started from there and it picked up really, really quickly on Instagram. And I think that that's probably why I have the profile that I do now because I was yeah. lucky enough to get into the Instagram world before all, it all changed uh, and it yeah. timed up. So my profile just exploded. I think I got to maybe a hundred thousand followers in 12 months and that just doesn't happen these days. It's amazing. Um, yeah, well, but, I mean, but I'm just lucky though. I'm just lucky yeah, that's all. It, yeah. You know, but I mean, Bowerbird was a pretty, it, well, it is a really well-known brand in property styling. It, it was, yeah. it, you know, it was one of the first and probably yeah. one of like, you know, when you're talking that many years ago, it was sort of really at the forefront of Honestly, property styling. I, people would say to me, oh, what do you do? And I'd say, oh, I own a property styling business. So people would go, what? <laughs> and like they would just draw a blank and say, oh, look, I have furniture and when people selling houses, we go and style it for sale. Yeah. And honestly, people would just draw a blank. It was unheard of. There was yeah. literally like advantage and like a speckle of little ones. But honestly, once I sold Bowerbird, the industry exploded. And to be honest, you know, the competition is so fierce these days. I'm so glad. I'm <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty cutthroat, Catherine, I'm telling oh, you. It's, uh, it, yeah, it's yeah. I've still got you know, girlfriends that are in it, you know, like I speak to Mel from the Hyde home and, yeah. and whatever. And I just see what quotes, you know, like what yeah. everyone's up against. And I'm like, holy moly, I wouldn't have survived. I'm too, I'm too weak for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> interior styling, property styling, sorry, is so 
yeah, cutthroat, as you say. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, people often sort of assume that property styling is interior design, but it's actually very different. And you had very different hats that you wear when you're doing an interior design work and when you're doing property styling. Property styling really is logistics business, whereas yeah. in t- and, and you're and you're you know styling as you know you're styling a property not for the owners' wants, needs, desires, you know, solving their problems. You're you're presenting the property in a way that best attracts the buyer whereas interior design you're 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 working on the person's home so it's a totally different focus totally different and it took to be honest like even though I was a fully qualified interior designer when I had Bowerbird and before I went into Bowerbird it was a real shift over a few months to train you know to come away from that not generic but that whole like I'm appealing to the widest possible audience you know very like not even I hate even using the word cookie cutter but you know there was a sense of like predictability because you were doing four properties a day, five days a week kind of thing. Yeah. So well, it's yes. a process. You, you have to have processes in place for that to happen and for, yeah. and to meet the deadlines put in place by the real estate agent, the homeowner, the yeah. photographer, all of that sort of stuff. So things do get, you know, chunked down yeah. to processes in property styling Absolutely. and that's very and different to interior design. And, and then also like when it comes to styling a home that someone lives in, you don't want it to feel so contrived. You want it to feel like relaxed. So just because there's a surface doesn't necessarily mean you want to cluster it with all these accessories Yeah. because, you know, people might not want to do that because they might want to put their remote there. Yeah. Like yeah. They might want to put their remote on their side table instead of having like this cute little vessel and this little book, which people aren't going to live with it real, in no. real life because their toddler's going to knock it off and smash it. And yeah, the like styling to live is, a lot more relaxed and real than styling yeah. for sale. 100%. And that's, it's something that I tell my uh, homeowners when we're going into um, style a home for sale is how you style a home for sale is very different to how you live in a home. And so yeah, that's, absolutely. yeah, totally. We'd love to meet your friends and style them up. Share this podcast, then DM us, Facebook or Instagram, for your top 10 free styling to sell tips from our team at Peony and Silk. You got a really quite well-known look. Did that evolve over time? Did that start while you're doing property styling and you sort of stuck? We Did you have that look? I mean, you had a very high-end yeah. kind of look with Bowbird and it's sort of Yeah, I mean, carried that look through. The look that Bowbird is now is more of a result of the, the people that the, I sold yeah. it to. So that it's a real sort of luxe kind yeah, of look yeah. and it's not my style at all. But prior to that, it was very similar to what, my style is now yeah. stable so it was light and fresh and it had a coastal kind of feel but obviously you know I've been in the industry now for 13 years so my style has evolved but I'm very big on and have always said this that I just put my head down and I do what I like and I when I'm out shopping for a job so say if I'm buying you know if I'm styling a five-bedroom house and I'm out shopping for them I don't even I'm not thinking oh is that going to go with that room and that room and that room I literally just gravitate towards I like and I just know because of that, if I stick true to that, it's all going to work together. Work together, yeah. I have a consistent style, but I'm not trying to do it. I'm literally just doing what I enjoy and what I love. And I'm just lucky enough that other people enjoy it. Yeah. And people work with it. It suits the Australian lifestyle. I think that's important as well. Um, yeah. It is quite probably Sydney orientated rather than Melbourne orientated, which can be quite lucky. Having said that, though, we have so many clients in Melbourne which we service as well. It's a style that's quite popular in really very Newcastle. It's a coastal mm. beach. So that sort of yeah. look is really popular here as it is in yeah. Sydney. And I could imagine that would transfer really well into those coastal areas in, in Victoria Queensland. and Melbourne, Queensland. Yeah, like next week I'm in Palm Beach, the week after oh, I'm in Berry. 
yeah, like I'm all up and down the coast. I live in the Sutherland Shire in Sydney. So yeah. you know, this morning I was on a waterfront property in, in Woolaware or Barony. So, yeah, we do a lot of sort of, yeah, coastal stuff. And people come to us because I guess I am so consistent with my look. People do come to us for that look, which is nice. And yeah. then every now and then you get thrown a curveball and people come and they're like, I want this, that, and the other. And you're like, really? Did you see my website? <laughs> <laughs> and are those people, do those people come to you because they're being referred to you by someone or that they just see your Instagram page and see that you've got lots of followers and that you've, you're a name and well-known. I think that I have a profile and they've just looked and they've been like, oh, well, she'll do kind of thing. Yeah. Like she's got yeah. a lot of people, so she'll be able to do. And, you know, perhaps they're not very skilled at finding someone that really suits their suits style. Them. They're a bit clueless. You know, there are some clients yeah. who are like, I have no idea what I'm doing and they just find the first person that they stumble across and because of my profile maybe my images are everywhere and Every, yeah yeah do you then sway them through or do you go okay maybe I'm not the best person for you have mm-hmm. a look no you don't no. no I'll always take on the job like I won't I, I lie I won't always take on the job we do say no a lot if the job is too small if yep. we're too busy we'll have a waiting list but if you know the job is a nice size they're nice clients just because their style is not you know, really aligned with my style that I won't say no because of that. It just yeah. means that, you know, I probably wouldn't shoot the job because it doesn't yeah. sit well. From a with your, yeah. Do you allocate more time to those jobs as well? Because you're outside of your little, no. that goes with that, goes with that, goes with that. No, no, no. I would say it would be the same sometimes because like those particular clients really know what they want. Like they're like, Oh, I want a a red blah 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 or you know a black something <laughs> and I'm like ah and I'm like I'm just not even going to fight it I'll just yeah. give them you know in that instance what they want and I'll try and do the best with what is handed to me yeah but some clients really just know what they want and they're just looking for that reassurance from me yeah to put it together in the best possible way and I my objective is to make every client happy yeah exactly. so I don't want to go in there and battle them and be no. like I really don't think that that's a good idea or I think that that's a bad decision because it's not about you really is it it's not about you it's about them and you got to let the no, it's, yeah exactly right if they're happy at the end that's what gives me goosebumps and that's why I go back yeah you, you know yourself when you style a property and like yeah. the client's happy or whatever you're like this is why I do what I do yeah Who exactly I was locked out I didn't have the keys or the dining table didn't fit you know yeah we had and to drag something exactly. through over a balcony <laughs> Exactly. All that stress and stuff. When the client is happy at the end of it, you're like, yep, okay, I'm ready to do it again tomorrow. Awesome. Like our style, but wanting to stay, we also do bespoke interior design to make you love your home more. Peonyandsilk.com.au. When you're using white and lots of white in a property probably isn't as easy as it sounds, is it? Yeah. I rely heavily on texture and always have. So to a degree, I don't think there's, I don't think you can have too much texture. So whether it's in joinery, tiles, you know, the carpet, bed linen, yeah. um, cushions, you know, wall treatments. So, you know, behind me, for example, yeah. you can see the wall panelling. Yeah. When you do like white on white or even white with soft muted colours, yeah. go for the texture and then it's so easy to live with. So, well, it's about layering, isn't it? That brings that layering, layering warmth and, yeah. 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 Do you go into some people, do you find that people often paint the wall like there's so many different white can sometimes overwhelm people like there's so Mm. many different colors of whites Mm. and Mm. do you sort of find that people have just gone into bunnings and been recommended like a basic color yeah like like the what's that color that everybody uses lexicon half yeah yeah Yeah, like i think that you know people 
definitely get overwhelmed with whites and they sort of think that it's harder than what it is. And I think, you know, to people who aren't using them every day, yep, it would definitely be intimidating and scary. But, you know, because I'm using it every day, I, I know what white throws a blue or what white feels creamy yeah. or what white is crisp with a tint, black tint base. So I know if I, depending on what my space feels like, yeah. what kind of light it's got, you know, what I yeah. want it to end up being like, I know that that's going to direct me with my whites. whites so yeah. I really understand that, you know, it could be overwhelming and daunting because yeah. when you lay out whites next to each other and they're all just slightly a little bit different, people just go, oh my God, I have no idea why. Yeah. So and they don't understand why you need to use a certain white in a darker space with less lateral light or, and the other yeah. light white, they just don't understand that. So that's when, no. you know, bringing you on board or bringing someone who knows what they're talking about instead of the person who Definitely, is selling I, paint I bunnings. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I white on white by Dulux is a color that I try and avoid, you know, way back in the early days, I painted an entire interior white on white and you know I was inexperienced at the stage the client was moving overseas so it didn't really matter and I was like yep white on white looks nice painted it and I walked in I was like dear god the whole house is blue and I freaked out and it was white on white but it just throws a blue and I've avoided that color ever since and it was funny I went to a client's house not long ago and I walked in I was like gee it feels cool and she's like oh I'm really unsure of the color I just painted the house it's white on white she'd already paid for it so there was no turning back so yeah you know I think if people are unsure, they should definitely, you know, get a colour consult. Colour consult, like even with Dulux, like yeah. I think they do $200 colour consults or whatever. I think that could be so much better than making like a $10,000 or $20,000 mistake with painting yep. because once it's done, it's done and it honestly transforms the house. Make a massive difference. Massive, massive, massive difference. Massive yep. difference. So we've talked about sort of like the overwhelm with choosing whites. What are the biggest fears that you see in your clients about using a lot of white? And how do you combat Just that it's going to be sterile. So yeah. people go, oh, I just don't want it to be plain and white and boring and just like every other white bathroom. It's like, well, that's why I overcome it with layering and textures and then adding natural materials. So, yeah. you know, yes, a white bathroom, when you just say it like that, can seem very generic and plain and simple, but that's if it was plain white tiles and nothing in the joinery. And, you know, so if you add like, you know, pops of timber, you know, in small accent pieces of furniture and over yep. it, frames around the, around the artwork and you know nice beautiful textured wall carpets to add some warmth in it so whilst yes the majority of the interior can be white you are adding elements of texture and warmth through natural materials and make it feel a bit more homely but by doing that mainly white or really soft muted color palette it's going mm-hmm. to allow people for years to come and that's what I'm really big on I don't like just you know going with the trends mm. you know, because that's just there's no value for money in that because in three no. years' time, you're going to have a date stamp of 2020, you're going to yep. regret it and you're going to have to spend more money to update it. So I'm all about going timeless and I was really big on that with Bowerbird even. Yeah, So yep. I want my clients to get 10 or 15 years out of their interior. Yeah. So I'm, I sort of, you know, there's a nod to what's going on these days, but I, I'm not a slave to it by any means. And that's why no. I, I just put my head down and do what I love. Yeah, try and do things that are going to stand the test of time. In my yeah, opinion. I think that's that's very much the same philosophy as I I run the property styling business that I've got in as well. I don't want to be buying inventory and then seeing it no. in Kmart like a replica of it in Kmart no. in six months time because I never will want to use that product again even if I've paid no. five times um, as much for it. And then you've got that the idea of yeah, you don't want your interiors time stamped. No. No, I don't want to go, oh, well, that was in 2000 and 
18 when boho was all raging and so now yeah. I have a boho interior, you know, like yeah. that's very much like it. That's what the retail stores are preying on, that, yeah. you know, that, yeah. Guys, yeah. Yeah. Guys, but that, you know, consumers, you know, go out there and just snap that up because that's what they see in the catalogue. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's nice if people can just sort of be true to what they like because if they love it, then they're always going to love it. Yeah, exactly. So, and, it, and it won't date. Ties into that create, don't compete thing as well. Stay in your own lane, focus on your on what you're yeah. good at, what you love. And then yeah. there's there's lots of different people that like lots of different looks and just, you know, yeah, don't worry about yeah. them. Don't don't worry about that. Just focus on, no. on what you want. And I think that's the way to get your ideal client as well, because your ideal client loves the same stuff as you and it'll be yeah. an easy marriage and, and relationship. So yeah. 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 And so much more efficient. You're on the same page and yeah, definitely yeah, more enjoyable yeah. for both. I was going to ask you about using the, the light and natural timbers in your styling. Cause that's quite evident. If you look at Catherine's Instagram, it's all the way through, but you've already really answered that before when you were talking mm-hmm. about using it to add warmth into the property. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I rarely do a project these days without any timber and you know like yes it's such a beautiful product it's so nice yeah I'm not going to not use it I I won't refuse to feel guilty for using something just because it's overused like I use it I think I hope I use it tastefully and I hope I don't overuse it well Um, I think you use it tastefully Catherine (laughs) but you know like I'm so aware of you know what everyone else is is doing I guess but you know I use it because it works and it's a really good way to sort of counter as you say, you know, like sterile places or boring places or, you know, yeah, cooler yeah. places. So I'll, I'll definitely use it, you know, as a, I guess, a tool. It's part of my Yeah, thinking. yeah, yeah. And I think it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful product. It's a beautiful product to look at. It's a beautiful product to touch. It warms up a space. I love it. Mm. I think, you yeah. Know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so do my clients as well. What's the most exciting part of interior styling and working on people's properties? Is it the, like the final result, the, the smile? The final... Oh, look, there's probably two parts to that answer. I really love being part of a team. So I love nothing more than being on site with all the, you know, contractors and, you know, seeing like a bathroom coming together or doing the plumbing, you know, like roughing and, you know, just being part of that team that gets a project from what starts off as nothing all the way to the end. And sometimes it can be a four-month build. Sometimes it can be a 12-month build. Mm. So you with this team the whole way through and it's such a nice feeling to sort of, you know, complete this project together. Everyone's got a common goal. Yeah. You know, there's nothing better. So I love that aspect of it. And then the final, you know, install day. So our last day of our projects, you know, we obviously do the interior design, but then we do the interior styling for most yeah. of our builds. Kind of like, I guess, you know, the same high that I would get from property styling, as you know, once yeah. the artwork is hung and all the accessories are placed and, st- and then the house finally feels complete. It's so satisfying. It's so yeah. addictive. I'd say those two elements. And then yeah. in between, there's a whole lot of admin stuff and then yeah. followed by a tiny creativity at the end and then that's yeah it. <laughs> yeah yeah I think people forget about that that you know in these creative industries that there is a lot of stuff that happens in the background which isn't people isn't fun no idea. <laughs> there is so like I have a team of three girls that work for me there is so much admin you like you like as you know ordering yeah. stock yeah oh my god like it is so time consuming and like, like yeah. labor intensive 
it's hours massive. And hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And that's not even to mention like refining the look with the client and going backwards and forwards and saying, oh, not this table. How about this table? Not this one. Da, da, da. What about this uh, price? What and about now it's price? out of stock. And now COVID means that it can't be delivered yeah. until for three yeah. months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I couldn't even imagine you guys being under tight deadlines with wanting inventory, how that's affecting you guys. Yeah. That would be so stressful. But um, yeah, there's a lot of admin involved in our work but you know it's offset by all the fun stuff fun stuff and sometimes yeah. it's nice to have a break where it's just yeah you know mind-numbing boring admin tasks yeah yeah because yeah. being creative or dealing with clients or being on site or day in showrooms can be exhausting and draining yeah when absolutely kids at the end of the day yeah so. <laughs> exactly Penny and silk if you like our style rate and review us on apple podcasts or wherever you listen oh, what's gosh. your thoughts on the, the block controversy oh, the block thing. Like I felt really awkward last night when I watched them when Shana like put them <laughs> up on it. I was like, oh my god, I'm cringing, I'm dying, I can't look at it. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Like, what's your opinion? I I, I haven't. Oh. Spoke, I've watched closely but I haven't actually spoken about it with anyone. Yeah, I think it was pretty copied, huh? Yeah, I'm like, I, ugh, like <laughs> they probably don't understand how fierce people as designers are over their work. Yeah. And, until you're in the industry, you probably can't ever understand that and no. that, that goes into it. Yeah. And so, you know, Shana and, and the block, you know, being in the industry for so long has to get out there and represent designers. And I think good on them for doing that. And yeah, absolutely. Australia a lesson. Yeah. Um, perhaps the contestants didn't understand, you know, the true. Yeah. I don't, I don't. And I think that's probably part of the problem with the block is that you've, you've got these people that have no understanding or experience of the industry and they don't really understand that what they're doing might not be what they should mm. be doing in that sense. Yeah. Like they're not yeah. really being creative. They're copying someone's work almost directly. Isn't actually yeah. being yeah. creative. And I, think they do it, and I think that they do it in every aspect of what they're doing. Like they're yeah. just like, but, you know, in this instance, it was just a whole room. It was a shame that the contestants had to be, you know, not well, Call, called out publicly. Called yeah. Oh, it would be so horrible. It'd be so horrible. horrible. I like, saw on. I saw online that, you know, there's, there's a bit of support out there for them online in yeah. the comments, oh, um, which is good. But, you know, anyone who's got any design experience is very pro the, Totally. The designer. And I, I yeah. saw that there's another one. I think there's one coming up. I think the curve wall in Orton House. Yeah. Apparently yeah. that's getting ripped off this week coming or in the next you know, yeah. few episodes. So it'll be the same kind of controversy. But, I mean, it, I think it's good that it's bringing awareness to it. But, it, yeah, it's just a shame. But I'm like that. I'm really passionate about, you know, I don't support Kmart in the way that they yeah. do all the rip-offs and knockoffs and stuff. I don't like using replicas. If no. I can like if a client is adamant, okay, but I support Australian made all the way where yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So like, so yeah. All of our sofas, all of our dining tables are generally made in Australia, Australia. Um, with different makers depending on who it is. But, yeah, I'm not into ripping off at all. I just think once no. you're in the industry, you just want to support everyone yeah. who's in the same position as you. Yeah. Australian quality is amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, in my, in my first season of the podcast, I was talking to a friend who's also a property stylist, but she has a small homeware shop down on the south coast, down in Bega, and um, we were we oh, were talking Bega. about yeah, we were talking about how that impacts her as a as a supplier of homewares and furniture and 
and then how difficult it is as a property styling business as well, mm. because you then compete, you're buying the more well-known, better original items, and then you're competing on the property staging with uh, people who are buying, you know, a $20 chair from Kmart. And it's just like, oh, you know. Yeah, I know. I know. So and tough. We came across that so much like, when, when we were in property styling, you know, the agents would be like, we want the price lower, lower, lower. But, yeah. oh, we don't want that replica chair in there. So there was like a real conflict of like, you know, what they expected from you, mm-hmm. what, what product they wanted you to deliver, but then they expected such a low price. So you can see yeah. why property, property styling is big business in the furniture industry. Yeah, they absolutely. Buy a lot of product, a lot of yep. stock. But you can see why they do it because they're put under so much pressure from the yep. agents, to, yeah. you know. There's massive downwards pressure on pricing. I'm telling you, it's it's crazy. It's very different to what it was when you sold like Bowerbird, I'm sure. And yeah, so um, how, yeah. So in Newcastle, there because there's a few of you up there now. Yeah, though, yeah. yeah. So I started I started mine. Um, I started about five years ago as Peony Property right. Styling Staging, yeah. and then I bought out Silk and rebranded it as to Peony and Silk. Yeah. When I started, there was maybe three or four. So there was Silk. There was myself. There was a couple of other smaller brands. There was an style fairies but now there's there's so many, there's, Newcastle there's so is like many. The coolest hot spot in new south wales these days to move yeah like Lucy who worked for me for eight years and she's just gone on maternity leave she's yep. moved back to newcastle she'll Has come she? back after maternity leave but then another one of my builders he's just moved to newcastle my cousin's thinking going to newcastle yeah, like, oh my yeah. God, newcastle is the coolest place ever right yeah now. yeah and in when it comes to the property market it's one of the reasons why we've sustained our prices haven't dropped in the property market that much because a lot of sydney buyers are coming here post-covid especially now covid yeah because yeah. You, you've got the ability to work from home have yeah. you guys been going okay with COVID? Oh, look, we were certainly quiet. It was a bit of a worry there for a while, obviously, because we weren't, I mean, certainly not as bad as our friends in Melbourne, but um, things are starting to pick up. Yeah. So, which yeah, is okay. good. So it feels sort of back, getting back to normal? Oh, certainly back to getting back to normal. My particular business probably isn't at a normal spring level yet, yeah. but certainly getting there. So, yeah, oh, well, that's good. Yeah. We're definitely getting there. Like, we just felt like after COVID or at the beginning, like everyone just stopped and was just like yeah. there was so much uncertainty. So it's not like jobs were cancelled. They just didn't push forward because they didn't know how long it was going to go for. And so then once the lockdown was finished, everyone just sprang out. And honestly, it was crazy. The intensity of the workload yeah. was in, like it was just next level. And then honestly, I wasn't expecting people to have so much money. Um, yeah. but I think because of holidays, overseas holidays or not as much travel, people have this money to spend and so they're injecting it into their homes, which I guess it makes sense, but I just yeah. probably wasn't anticipating the level of money yeah. that was going to come. Which, oh, it's good you know, for you. Oh, which is good. Not at me, but as yeah, in like yeah. clients going, oh, I'll do a half a million dollar renovation now. And I'm like, oh, okay, I wouldn't think you would do that right at the end of a pandemic, but all right. Well, you've you know. got the government bonus as well, doing those, the renos as yeah, well. So that probably yeah, yeah, helps as yeah. well. I suppose like holiday homes being renovated and stuff as well, because then yes. they go on holidays. Contacted quite a bit about that, like doing, because we've done a few holiday properties now and we get contacted about that. It seems like, you know, that's a really um, nice kind of boutique part of the market as well, where everyone wants yeah. to have their own Airbnb and that kind of thing, yeah. so, which is so yeah. lovely. But, and that's a fun project to work on as well because yeah. you can work on the branding side of it and all that sort of stuff as well. But, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Catherine. That's all right. It's been Thanks so much fun talking me. to nice you. Chatting. Likewise. Have fun. 
Take care. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Bye. We love your style. Thanks for listening. Got any stylish questions for us or want to showcase your own style? peonyandsilk.com.au.